0: To the Saturday Night Live after party. This week we'll be discussing season forty-seven, episode eleven of SNL with host Will Forte and musical guest Mona Skin. I'm Catherine Colvin, and this week we have a stacked cast. I'm joined by Steve Finn, Charlotte O'Trimba, and Canadian stand-up comedian Ryan Dillon. If you'd like to connect with Ryan, you can do so at the Ryan Dillon. And if you'd like to connect with us, you can do so at SNLpodcast.com. Enjoy these selected highlights from this week's discussion. If you'd like to watch our full-length ad-free sketch-by-sketch review, you can find it exclusively at Patreon.com slash SNLpodcast. It's our supporters that make this show possible. We are so thankful everyone who's already come on board. All right, here we go. Hello everybody we have a big episode to cover a big episode everyone I talked to in the SNL after-party cinematic universe was so excited about Will Forte they were all begging me to be on and I um I'm a person incapable of saying no I'm a pushover so we have four people here uh and two of them you know one of them you don't so let's welcome the two that are old news Charlotte Steve great to have you hello <laughs> Woo! Uh,
1: thanks Welcome back, Charlotte.
0: Great intro.
2: <laughs> 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 Appreciate it. I did yeah. sort of elbow my way in <laughs> to today's episode.
0: <laughs> so. Look, it, it's okay. It's an exciting episode. We're MacGruber glad you Is here. I'm glad. I'm, I'm genuinely glad you're both here. I think this is going to be a so good sad. time. Charlotte, congratulations! You got engaged since you were last on the show indeed indeed she's growing up finished. look at her it's me <laughs> look at her go look at her go and now of course we we don't want to leave our our guest out too long so we do have a fourth person here
1: yes uh, but, don't but, worry but,
0: yeah but steve this is this is your friend you came to me you said i got this guy he'd be great on the show that's right and we make it happen and i said of course so steve
1: and take it away. introduce our friend this fellow right he's the guy that i was talking about so <laughs> Nobody worry. He he's here with me. Ryan is great. Uh,
3: I love I've, when Steve talks about me. This is the best. <laughs> <laughs> this um, guy, he's great. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I got I a love guy. Ryan. I've been aware of Ryan for so long. I've been such a fan of his his comedy. Uh, he's done some amazing things. I have recently had him on weekend AM uh for a segment on CBC. And yeah the guy is just so fascinating we go into the into the booth to record what's meant to be a five to seven minute piece for the radio and we end up talking for like 25 minutes uh i love
3: talking to you uh it's it's always a it was a really good time that was a great interview i don't even know what we were promoting but i was just like steve's the best <laughs> <laughs>
1: We were just promoting our our lovely friendship and chemistry. And I'll do that all day.
3: (laughs) CBC Newfoundland uh, Radio. Today, we're going to talk about Ryan and Steve's friendship. And let me tell you, it's evolved.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's the story of the day. Yeah, man. But Rob, so I've been wanting to have you on for a long ass time. uh Yeah, we
3: talked about it before, because we were talking about, I don't know if it was that, that most, it wasn't the most recent interview, but another time we talked about comedy, we were talking about SNL, and you were like, yeah, I go through, I do this SNL podcast, and I was like, hell yeah, and I uh I got the message from yeah, I got the message from Steve the other day. And I and I don't mean to brag, but there, I don't have a lot going on right now, as a lot of people <laughs> don't. So I was like, yeah, I'm free on Sunday. Let's do this.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh so everybody knows. Uh let's get to know you SNL wise. What would you mm-hmm. say is like uh, a favorite sketch of yours in, in the history of SNL that you can think of?
3: Ah oh, man, like I don't really have necessarily like a favorite sketch. I kind of got like favorite, like recurring hosts like like they're like there's certain hosts that i just really like that when they bring their energy And i, I even was talking to Catherine for a second about it just generally i'm always excited when an original cast member comes back to host like as opposed to someone from because they don't have anything to promote especially when they don't have anything to promote like i know he's got mcgruber which is great but like i just love when like they just bring in someone like that has been on the show for years. So the chemistry is there already. And they just know the flow of the show and they know what they what, what like Lauren wants and what, what the what the audience expects. And it just gives them free reign to do what they want. Like we talked a bit uh, a bit about like how you know John Mulaney was able to do his lobster sketch because he pitched it and it didn't get past, and then he was able to do it. And I'm like so blessed that we got to see that crazy friggin' thing and like and it's because he <laughs> finally got the chance to like take the reins. So it's really exciting yep. to me. I, I don't know I have a favorite sketch, but it's like it's just when uh my favorite thing ever is when an original cast member gets to host, and that's always a good time. I love that.
1: All right. So, what do you guys think? We're gonna keep him on.
0: I think he can <laughs> stay. <Yeah>.
1: Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you passed the test. Uh, <laughs> pass the <laughs> test. <laughs> Steve. Steve sim- sent me your name, and I like looked at your Instagram and saw like you know like just for laughs, Kevin Hart's laugh out loud network. And I was like, okay, he's he's qualified. He's a, he's a legit comedian. So I'm really <laughs> excited to see like what you have to say. We don't have. We don't always have a lot of like stand-ups on the podcast, oh, so it's yeah. exciting to see sort of that perspective and uh, how you're going to see these sketches. So let's get into it. MacGruber, he did a lot of reading
2: and he's got a new outlook. MacGruber, he realized there was more
1: than just one side to this issue. MacGruber, he's following the science now. MacGruber,
0: only MacGruber can see through the lies of this pandemic. With cameos from again, Kristen Wiig and Ryan Felipe. Now, Charlotte, uh, your plea to be on the episode included how much of a McGruber stan you are. So, was this alt right edition a welcome? I don't know.
2: It was like sad, but also hilarious. Uh, Okay, so I just want to preface I told, I texted Catherine this because. I love the MacGruber sketches and whenever I'm having a bad day or feeling sad, they're just like one of those sketches that I can go to that are so goofy that I'll, I know I'll feel better. And my favorite ones are with, um, uh, Charles Barkley <laughs> and when McGruber's going through racism training, oh, so, to really, yes. Yeah. so like literally <laughs> to this day, my now fiance will just, if I'm having a bad day, like play the sketches for me and know that I'll feel better. Or if he just says mo betta. It's like I know, we both know that we're talking about the MacGruber sketch and then we put <laughs> it on. So I was so happy to see, obviously, that this is going to happen. And then when I saw Kristen Wiig, I thought, oh, my God, they're doing like the OG MacGruber. What, Um, OK, so first of all, what I loved was that they stuck to the regular Setup and delivery. And then I do think even though I was sort of sad, it did make sense for MacGruber to go to the all right thing. I mean, it really did make (laughs) sense. sense. It It did. It made sense. And honestly, it was funny. And then in true MacGruber fashion, I still loved him. It's like, ah, he just sort of he just sort of got a little detour. And it was hilarious and smart. Bless (laughs) his heart. I will say what brought me out was a little bit of Ryan Phillippe. Did anybody else feel this way? I mean,
3: yeah, he was so agree, low energy. Agree, Cause like, I was like, I was like, I was like, congrats to them two for reprising the characters and Ryan for being there.
2: <laughs> just like, Standing. Like I was
0: like, dude, I
2: don't yeah, even,
3: and I get in the show, like I, I know in I'm, the movie, like, you know, like I, I get him playing like the straight man to everything. Like he's very reactor. He's a very reactive character. Like what is like, he's that yeah. he's the audience reaction to the absurdness. But like the, because like Kristen Wiig is also doing that, but also still playing a character right like it it just seemed very like it just kind of felt like a weird i think mix for something as short as thing. the
2: sketches like it just felt like there wasn't a need for him You know, he didn't add. I agree, but I think it's because
3: it's also Peacock and they want to promote like the McGruber series. They got like the whole cast there. (laughs) I know. It's uh, it's, like all in brand stuff. I know
2: why uh, he's there. I'm just saying. (laughs) I did not appreciate (laughs) him there.
3: (laughs) I understand everything that's happening and I don't care for it.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Altogether, I thought this went the full length. I love that they heightened all the way to the shaman guy from the January 6th riots. That was the way to go this is the way to do MacGruber. I also think they could have even gone a step further with more unsavory jokes, but I'm sure they couldn't. And I also (laughs) think it was hilarious just shoving the medication in his mouth and just naming all of the different conspiracies because in a way, they didn't even need to go more extreme because all of the conspiracy theories are so extreme in themselves. So in a way, that was like the brilliance of the comedy is that he just was naming exactly what QAnon believers believe. So... Props. Honestly, I thought this was a really smart take on MacGruber, and I enjoyed it and laughed, even if I was slightly sad that MacGruber went to the Q side. So anyway, thank you for giving me this moment to talk about MacGruber.
0: You're welcome. You can this leave no. Like, I'm, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't
3: watch the rest, so. Uh, <laughs> this is a very ruthless podcast.
0: <laughs> uh, R- uh, Ryan, were you happy to see MacGruber?
3: I'm always happy to see McGruber. McGruber's like, just, like... It's the, it's the kind of comedy we don't even see as much anymore. Like, like there was this era of SNL where there was just, like, everyone had, like, their character brought out into, like, a big franchise or, like, a character type. Like, remember, like, like Austin Powers and, like, you know, I think Will Ferrell, like, he had, like, everything that was the name of the character and the name of the movie. So, like, it's... And it's just so absurd and just so fun to watch. And, like, and just the way he just slips back into character after, like, he's been doing this character for so long. Like, with the shows, the movie... And like, and the way it comes back and like, it's weird. It's just like, it's somehow like something with him physically, his face, like him getting older, but still playing. It still works so well. If anything, it gets better. Yeah. Um, I also have the weird Charlotte. I'm with you there that it felt so weird seeing a character. You like be like the alt right, like, you know, conspiracy. But like, I think it continues a weird tradition of like these 80s stars that like were like, had shows <laughs> like that, that were like, and now they're like, Alt right, no. like friggin' super right, like anti vax. Like, anti-vax, like yeah. you, you know, think, remember there's like a list that's like, I saw a list recently that was like all these people who had these eighty shows and they're all like super like Trump supporters stuff. So, like, I found that kind of like it still fit in the world of making fun of these 80s tropes of just like them becoming those people. It just sucks because we just actually love McGruber. Yeah. Right? And it's <laughs> like, and it was, I did find it a little jarring, but like, but it, it worked because it's like he's still a big dumb dumb. And I think what we made it work so well was when they would, Cut back and the voiceover, like, he went down a hole on the internet. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. like, and it's just him, like, looking at it and he comes back. And the heightening was really good because I thought the first beat was, like, okay. Like, it was like, okay, we've got Mugruber back. The jokes are okay. Like, it was pretty funny. But then the heightening got better and better, especially at the end when he was, like, you said, the, um, like the full getup of the guy at the insurrection, like, uh, yeah. the makeup and stuff like that. And like, when he's like, give me all America's, like, hopes and dreams, or whatever. And like, <laughs> there's nothing there. I was, like, and then that's right yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> like, like, and I the have, they you have like, had a callbacks
0: pretty good little Will Forte impression going, by the way.
1: <laughs> oh, no, no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> just need the arms.
3: By the way, I just like, like, they even had callbacks to the worms in the third mm-hmm. one. Like, yeah. I just felt like they were just having the most, and then just being in that writer's room would have been oh. so fun because like it's him coming back to do a character he loves, and like they all know that character so well. So some of the lines, like like I always think McGruber's best when he's doing the little soft throwaway lines when he's like the <laughs> and he's just like you know, like like those yeah. like because like, it just see his like is like it's he's the naive idiot who thinks he's smart, which is what's always really fun. <laughs> yeah, and it's done really and Kristen Wiig just you know bringing it home too, just perfect. And Ryan Phillippe just standing there.
0: <laughs> Who said that? Uh, Steve, anything else to note on McGruber?
1: The thing about McGruber is that, you know, of course he became an anti-vaxxer. Of course. Like he, he is, the whole joke is that he does not respond appropriately to danger. So, you know, what is that exactly? That is, that's an anti-vaxxer right there. I basically just described it. So, uh, he didn't, uh, didn't stand a chance. Now, Charlotte, I think I know what's going on with Ryan Felipe and why he just looks like he's standing there. Uh, he's he's playing the role that's usually meant for the host. I mean, this is a, a sketch that came from when Will Forte was a cast member. So now he's taking up the host duty that usually was somebody else to fill in this kind of easy to fill role. And that's why we saw like, you know, Charles uh, Char- the Charles Barkley <laughs> type of hosts take this role because it's just something to give them screen time in. But when you are trying to like retrofit uh this, this new canon, this new expanded McGruber into its old format. It just, uh, yeah, it doesn't work very well. It definitely doesn't do much service to, to Ryan Felipe. At least give him like, you know, give him another, uh, Angelo type cameo later on in the night. Just, just to merit his showing up to film some stuff for SNL. That would have been nice to see, but
0: yeah. The thing that I, I mean, you, like you all said, you know, of course these anti-vaxxers. So this all makes sense. It heightened really well. But the thing that I love the most about MacGruber, I think, is that it's basically a runner on SNL. You know, there's always three iterations of it. What else is there on SNL that does that? Like they don't, they don't do a lot of stuff like that that you see in more like traditional like sketch shows. That like you know, like a live like black box theater. There's a lot of interstitials and runners, um, and so I. I kind of wish they would do stuff like this more. And I understand there's a million and one confines to just how the show is put on and the production of it. That makes it really difficult to do those things. But I think it's so fun and refreshing to, to see it um, with something like MacGruber and um, you know, maybe it could be a reminder for like some, some of the writers that are here now to be like, Oh yeah, we can maybe, maybe try a new thing that's like this. Um, That could be, be really fun to see. Yeah. Let's keep going. All this woman. Wants for her birthday is an adventure with experienced third Geddon. Steve, what'd you think of this one?
1: Oh my, Geddon, <laughs> what a character! And oh uh, it's a collaborative effort. That's that's my main takeaway here. Every department <laughs> of SNL came together to make the most <laughs> uh, repulsive douchebag known to man from hairstyle to costume to just general sensibilities as a human being uh this is this is just a beautiful walking train wreck of a man <laughs> and yeah if you were to make this agreement with your uh, significant other uh you know this is uh the last person you would want to <laughs> show up you know right and <laughs> and Uh, Will sells this so well. He's he's a a performer that's willing to commit and milk a moment. That bed was probably two shakes away from falling apart because he just reveled in that uh, bed-testing moment. And uh, yeah, this is exactly where I like to see Mikey. This is the kind of uh, torture that I uh, enjoy seeing Mikey put through. He's done it as Matt and in a countless a myriad of other characters. Uh, This is, uh, yeah, everybody's on their A-game here.
0: Uh, Similar thought I had was like the thing, the the biggest thing of note in this was that it's what makes Will Forte great is, you know, he shoved that bed around just a little bit longer than most people would have, and it made it that much funnier. He's not afraid to milk that moment. That's exactly like why Will Forte was the perfect host for the sketch. Um, uh, Ryan, was it a win for you?
3: It was a win. I don't think it was the strongest sketch of the night. I found it had more peaks and mm-hmm. valleys. Like, it felt like some of the jokes were just a little like, cause it's kind of the same beat over and over. Again. Like, we get that this guy's gross. So it's hard to heighten mm-hmm. something like that when just right off the, like, it starts so strong with the bed. Like, the bed thing was the, like, the first beat. I thought that was one of the funniest beats of the whole thing. Cause, like, everyone's saying it just right. lasted so long. And, uh, so like, and I think I disagree with Steve a little bit. I feel like the ending just kind of just was a little bit flat for me. Cause you can tell this is one of those sketches where the characters, like the writers were just writing out all these jokes and we didn't really have an ending. It just kind of mm-hmm. ends, uh, which is, how, which is one of my biggest issues with, all, with not Saturday night, but just sketch comedy in general, when a sketch just kind of ends and it doesn't have like the big pop yep. at the end that brings it all together. Um, you know, like, uh, but it was still really strong. as another showcase before Mikey days is the, is the unsung hero in these sketches. I find he's like, so good at playing exasperated, flustered straight man. Just like, wow. Okay. So this is great. They're like, like he just, he's just the perfect foil right here. Like him and Amy did great tonight. Like being against will like being with will and, and having to play uh, against the characters that he's playing. Um, and Heidi was fantastic. She's so good at those. Like, just like, you know, when she does the, the, uh, her character on, uh, the desk, the, the girl who's like, Oh my God. Like, do you me? <laughs> Bailey goes- like like, like, She's just so good at playing these like naive, like like just like it's like, you know, she just thinks it's gonna be okay that they're gonna have this threesome with this guy and it's what she wants. And like she's like, God, I'm just making everyone think think it's gonna be good. When Mikey puts the mask <laughs> on when he when when he's taking the pillow and hits him with the pillow, like Mikey's just so good at being like, This is this You're is gonna ridiculous. hit me with
0: my own um, life.
3: <laughs> yeah, that was a great line, like great perfect delivery of just so matter of fact, like like I wanna see Mikey Day in more movies where he's playing like, you know, like the the you know the dickheaded boyfriend or something that's just so mad at everything that's going on like i i wish mikey day had more of like a film career in that because i just think he'd be so good like think about like the timing's bad but it's like imagine like mikey day's character having to deal with like will ferrell characters being so obnoxious and 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 like you mm-hmm. know what i mean like in like, talladega and i just something like i just think mikey day's so funny when he plays that straight guy just like what the hell like is going on so like that was the perfect character to be paired up with him. And yeah, Will Forte is great. Just not the strongest one for me because I just felt like it was a similar beat over and over again. Like it's hard to heighten something that's so crazy at yeah. the top. So it just kind of feels like we're just here the whole time, which is a good place to be. It's fun. But like, you know, at least with the MacGruber ones it just kept getting bigger and bigger, right? And even like the sketch with, this, with the, the kids show, like it just kept getting meaner and meaner. This was just flat out. This guy's gross for <laughs> three minutes, which is fun, but it just didn't really go anywhere. Yeah,
0: it's really hard when you're, your crazy character of the sketch is so immediately identifiable. Like he walks in wearing that. It's, it's, uh, it's hard to progress yeah. from there. Like I think that's something that like my sketch 201 teacher went on about for a long time one day randomly. Um, like you can't mm. always have them immediately walk in and be like, Oh, that's the character of the sketch. Like if you can reveal it in some way that can be a little more fun and give you more room to go. It's like if he had had a coat on and then, you know, at some point yeah. took it off and then he was wearing that stupid shirt, you know?
3: <laughs> yeah. Or I even think the bed beat with mm-hmm. hitting the bed could have been the last yeah. beat to me. Yeah. Like it, because it was just so strong. Like they'll the drinks were good. The Seattle's good. But like, I feel like, yeah, it was just an mm-hmm. ordering yeah. issue. But like, and again, what am I saying? I don't even work for us and all this everything's great. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, it's, uh, it, it's uh, yeah, it, it was just not the strongest yeah. one for me. And uh, a great night ever. For- <laughs>
0: yeah, I always say that. we have a very privileged position of, like, critiquing totally. a finished product. Um, yeah. But I, I do think...
3: Oh, none of us should be critiquing <laughs> no. any of this. None of us have. <laughs> okay, no. see you guys. We should not be doing this. But it's so fun. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, I do think they... Well, you're right. Like, it didn't necessarily, like, keep progressing in, like, intensity. I do think they found, like, really good details to put in with, like... We had we everything you asked with the 32... 32- oh, yeah power aids you know uh yeah so i i like the details yeah, the found. tarp was yeah, fun. Yeah, the tarp. off my back and,
1: yeah. <laughs> i have that tarp.
3: Uh, yeah don't even look at me yeah. and give the mask is really fun uh, <laughs> charlotte do you agree with the boys
0: yeah i
2: don't i don't have anything new to add we definitely covered everything i i thought this was really funny i would agree maybe the ordering but i don't know i still really did love it and i did want to give a shout out to Costume and makeup because soon as he walked in, I was dying laughing, and I felt like <laughs> mm-hmm. every detail of that costume, like how far unbuttoned it was, like the choice and shirt, it almost felt like they sort of broadened him out a little. Like there were shoulder pads. I mean, it was just hilarious, and I I loved the premise of it. So I, I, didn't, I didn't really
0: even notice the game. necklace until the second time I watched it. Yeah, <laughs> the butcher
1: knife. Yeah, yeah. the butcher knife, a butcher
0: knife.
2: Oh my <laughs> oh, god, that
1: was amazing.
0: Oh, just everything. Like I just yeah. Awesome. So uh, th- things to like here. Maybe not the strongest, but a good time nonetheless. Let's keep going to where the guy who just bought a boat has a blipper from another skipper. And he meets <laughs> the guy who just bought a ferry.
1: <laughs>
0: uh, Charlotte, I know. I think it was the last time you were on, maybe a couple times ago, where the guy who just bought a bo- boat got cut and you were devastated really, to talk about it. So now is your chance. <laughs> what did you think of this outing?
2: Wow. Oh, yes. Another classic. Honestly, I love that they brought him back out. I thought the writing was even stronger than usual with his puns and everything. And they took it to a new place. It wasn't tired. They brought in Pete Davidson, who was so funny. They included Jost. And it just felt like this big party. And the writing was better than ever. The deliveries were better than ever. I freaking loved it. Like, how much did you want to just, like, get up on stage with them and hang out like it was so funny it was the best way Ryan you mentioned this earlier like the best way to bring up what I had just read also that they had bought this Staten Island ferry that's retired and it was the funniest way to address it because what they could have done is just brought out Pete Davidson to do like an individual bit and mm-hmm. include um jost with it which I sort of expected they would do but the fact that they brought out guy with the boat obviously warmed my heart and just made it hilarious and uh yeah i mean
3: it was a huge win for me huge win
0: yeah uh ryan were you a fan
3: i huge fan and here's the thing is like yeah we mentioned i mentioned a bit earlier and uh i was reading about the boat news and so I was like this is perfect pairing right Like, you got to bring out a guy who bought a boat you literally have a character about a guy who's a douchebag buying boat two characters and like pete davidson's so hot right now with like all of his like like all of his dating life and he like he's really like he's been really in the zeitgeist the past two years as like you know bigger presence in social media and in pop culture that like him coming on could have like taken away and made him the draw of the sketch of like about him, you know, having the beer and like, and said but like, I thought Alex Moffat really friggin brought it. Like he's like the characters always been really great. And like, it's always been fun to watch. And again, it's kind of like the same joke over and over, but that's what the fun beat of it is. But he like, he didn't let those two overshadow his character. Like he, he was making them both crack Mm -hmm. up, which I think is so fun to watch. And like, and he just like brought in the lines were sharp as ever. And like, and, and it just added a whole new layer to them also being like, welcome to the team. Like it was, (laughs) it just was something. And I think Alex Moffat has the strongest um, desk characters. Like when he plays Mm -hmm. Eric Trump, I think it's the funniest thing that he just plays him as this big dum dumb that just repeats what his brother says like he's like a child and I think like and Alex Moffat so bad I feel like I don't really see him in as many sketches I just see him as characters yeah. for the bits, and I just wish Moffat was in more stuff like I think Moffat's yeah. so funny I think he's so funny when he plays those big dumb brash characters and like commits to their <laughs> commits to it and it's just it was it was perfect sketch for that character
0: yeah, Alex Moffat is amazing, and I do I do feel like he is truly underutilized. Yeah, um, I yeah. agree.
2: Yeah, agree, agree.
0: Steve, would you like to buy a ferry with me? I will. Did you like the uh, the update feature?
1: I did. It was interesting, and I feel stupid because yeah, I just never made the connection. Like I knew the news about the ferry. The guy who just bought a boat comes on, and I am like, oh, cool. They just had him on. They were inspired <laughs> for some reason. And then he mentions, I'm like, oh, the connection. I get it now. Uh, so that was really brilliant. And I uh, I got to give him props for doing something challenging because you're taking Pete and Colin, who already have a rapport on this very segment, on this very show. And you're going to just plop a pre-established character in the middle of it mm-hmm. and, and try to make it work without making it confusing or weird. And uh, I think it did work. Maybe uh, we can uh, thank Pete's immature sense of humor for laughing at all the penis and vagina jokes. Um, but uh, we
2: all are. Let's be real.
1: We are all <laughs> laughing at these jokes.
0: <laughs> I think immature. the mine is like a tuna can. Might be my favorite all-time yeah! guy who just bought a boat. <laughs> penis reference or
1: Pete's reaction to it. You know, the tuna
3: can <laughs> thing was super funny. That was super oh thought no, I was dying.
1: Yeah, I feel like Pete's <laughs> laughter maybe reconsidered the joke and actually visualized like the hockey puck dimensions (laughs) Mm -hmm. of it and uh yeah
0: yeah i I was really glad that they saw this obviously i saw the news It it seemed like a a very logical choice i saw like a few people already talking about it on like twitter and reddit that they needed to do this so i was glad to see it um the first time i watched it i felt annoyed about pete breaking the whole time um the second time i watched it i actually i was like okay no you're right that added to it it made it so much more fun for alex to try to continue to get those laughs from them and it allowed him to just like really like own and like just go even deeper into character in a way that like we haven't gotten to see with him before uh so i think ultimately it did it did enhance the piece um even though i i I didn't like it the first time just i was feeling grumpy i guess
1: Uh (laughs) but at the end (laughs) of the day
0: but did did. today it was a win <laughs> so
1: <laughs>
0: if you want to see our full sketch by sketch review search for snl after party on patreon or subscribestar.com let's talk about these overall thoughts and ratings let's breeze through them real quick here it's been a, been a long episode let's talk up first moment of the night ryan what's your moment
3: Ooh, it's up there. I I would have to say uh we bought a boat guy with them and the, buying the boat. Like I thought, Alex Moffat was just on point at that character. It's a tight tight tie with Sarah Sherman and roasting of Colin Jones. Those two were those are uh, neck and neck for me.
0: But okay, so if you had to pick like a specific moment, like one,
3: Catherine, don't do this to me, God.
0: what <laughs> <laughs> purpose the on the, the show, Ryan? The show.
3: Oh man. I, I the moment for me was uh the moment for me was Alex Moffat just like owning that bit and like and 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 not letting Colin and Pete take over because it was because yep. of them owning the yeah that's for me is my moment of the night for sure.
0: Fair
2: enough, uh, Charlotte. What's yours? Similar. Hope it's okay. I was gonna say that exact moment where Pete broke um, during the guy that bought a boat because I did love just seeing him break down at how funny Alex Moffat was being and just this yeah
3: one hundred percent yeah.
2: All
0: of that. Yeah. Steve. Uh,
1: I think it's Kate's line. Um, uh, I've been reading rats all these years or I've been reading a, a rat. A week. That was pretty good. <laughs> that's a
3: good, that's pretty good. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That was uh, just, yeah, just the absurdity of, of, of being so gullible that you could still like somehow believe that lie. That's so obviously in your face, not mm-hmm. the truth. Yeah. Just brilliant. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I'm going to give it to, uh, Willem Defoe showing up in the monologue. Like that little, that beat of the monologue where Lauren's like, sorry, there's been a mistake. And then Willem <laughs> Defoe was game to show up a week early to do the quick cameo. Like that, that was brilliant. I, I really that so enjoyed good. that. Um, up next is best sketch. Ryan, what's your best sketch? I think I know what classy, it's going to be, but
3: Clancy T. But uh, I, I'm going to say Bachelorette and Jackie Snad back together <laughs> singing their song about spaceships, toddlers, multi cars and jars of beer. Hell yeah. Best catch of the night. Every other <laughs> opinion's wrong. This is the best.
0: Fair enough. Uh, Charlotte,
2: what's yours? I'm going McGruber.
3: Wow. After I just Ooh. said that I had the right opinion. <laughs> wow. <laughs>
2: Well, I don't hate Will Forte and the classic (laughs) cinematic universe that is MacGruber.
0: (laughs) No, Uh, obviously MacGruber. They took
2: took it to an unexpected place that ended up being perfect, and I still loved them and
0: yeah. Happy, the paragraph text that I received from Charlotte earlier this week about her love for McGruber really made it to where there was no question before this ever aired that her scud best sketch was gonna be McGruber. <laughs> and for that, uh, we thank you. <laughs> Steve, what is your best sketch?
1: Uh I'm doubling up with Ryan, uh Clancy T Bachelorette and Jackie Snadd. Uh singing about <laughs> tea cars and, and toddlers, and jugs of beer. You can't <laughs>
3: Way to be it on the merits, right side of history, Steve.
1: It merits a slow clap. I'm I'm happy to cross the floor and uh, en- enjoy the Ryan side.
0: Well, I'm going to double up with Charlotte and say MacGruber.
1: Whoa. Wow. <laughs> what an upset. Wow. Come on
0: in. <laughs> wow. What a I think wow. they took a classic. They enhanced it. They heightened it beautifully. I think it was perfect.
3: So, um, how do we unsubscribe to this podcast? Just out of curiosity.
0: <laughs> I'm not telling
1: you. Um, <laughs> I said you. $10 to our Patreon.
0: By <laughs> yeah. like paying AT&T. more money on Patreon, you actually get less content, is how it works. Yes. Yeah. Um, you have to pay That's to canon. of us. <laughs>
3: oh. I'll look forward to my $100 a month. <laughs> 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 All right.
0: Next category is MVP. Ryan, who's it
3: going to? M mm, MVP of the night. Damn. Uh oh man. Uh who did it, 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 to me, MVP, I don't pick the host. I wouldn't pick the host for the MVP because they're the, the host of the show. Cause I I, I can. Uh, yeah, can. I think Will Forte is the MVP of the night. I know he's the host, <laughs> but like I love that like he's back and he got to be a returning cast member doing his own thing and being able to just playing the sandbox that is SNL and a world he knows the best. Um, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think I, you're absolutely allowed to give it to the host. Charlotte, who are you going to give it to? Will Forte. <laughs> I love him.
2: and he Wow. and wow,
3: wow. Charlotte. Wow. wow.
2: <laughs> but you know why is because he went out there and he played such distinct characters. Like he mm-hmm. really let his character chops shine. I mean, he really, each person he played was so distinct. And that's a that's a testament to the writers, too, and like everybody just taking risks. And I was just so impressed. And he just got right back in there and his charisma and even his monologue. You know, I'm usually kind of critical of the monologues. I really loved him on the monologue and Mm -hmm. he was a true MVP.
0: Fair enough, Steve.
1: Yeah, you you know, it's going to be Will Forte. I mean, we don't shy away from handing mvp over to the host especially when it is a seasoned cast member who's coming back to just do what got them hired to do that job for years uh it's 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 a more pure snl when that happens it's not like hey we gotta help promote uh the kardashian brand by having kim on and and putting her in a funny wig no this is no, this is not trying to make somebody likable. This is not trying to do a PR move for anyone. It's just making a good SNL show. It was he made a good point. You know, we've been waiting a long time to see this happen. And uh, Will Forte, of all the people he listed in his monologue, you know, he was the first of those people to leave the show. And uh, anyone who's been a fan of him, you know, I was hoping uh, Nebraska would be the movie to bring him there. Uh, you know, he's had a, a couple of big projects. Uh and yep, I guess it just took McGruber uh, to bring him back. And I'm I'm glad it did.
0: It took an NBC owned property to bring him
1: back. Yeah, how surprising, right? Uh
0: no, I'm gonna make it unanimous. I'm gonna give it to Forte too. I think you know, some hosts are more okay. present than other hosts. Uh, so it's not always obvious to give it to the host. You know, he but the, Will Forte came and everything he did was things that only he could do or only he could do as well as he did, you know. Um like that char- like the threesome character is a great example. Like no one else could have played that like he did. Everyone else would have stopped shaking the bed 5 seconds sooner. Um and so he just really owned every single thing he was in and he was the best part of everything he was in. Um so yeah, I think Will Forte is the clear MVP. Obviously, it's unanimous. Uh so let's talk the big one on a scale of classic, great, Decent, weak, or train wreck. Ryan, how would you rate this episode?
3: I think it was a pretty great episode. I think it was really, really great to have Will Forte back. I don't think it's necessarily a classic, per se. Like, I don't think there's going to be enough for me to think about this episode 10 years from now. But it is always refreshing to see a cast member come back and be able to play in the sandbox and get to do whatever the hell they want and lean into their strengths. I think Will's friggin' hilarious. And uh, yeah, great episode. Really fun.
0: Fair enough, Charlotte. Big controversial
3: take from Ryan Dillon.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I coming in hot.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I uh I mean this this is as close to classic as ever though. I will say, like this I, I don't know if I'm full classic, but I'm great, very close to I'm like great and a half. Like this was this was really good. I think because we saw the joy and brought back some classics. So it's nearly classic, but I don't know. There were some that just maybe it should be classic.
0: It's okay if I'm you, if and you half. feel that in your heart of hearts.
2: I don't know. Uh, what do you think?
0: <laughs> it doesn't matter what I think. It's like your <laughs> opinion. <laughs> we'll circle back to you. All right. I'll allow you to mull it over for a moment. Steve, what are you going?
1: Uh I'll give it a great. As much as I'd love to say classic, I don't know if this uh is really a, like a, a momentous uh occurrence. It's uh you know, it's it's just eventually everyone's day to host SNL, you know, they're one that deserves it. Well, sometimes it takes Yeah, sometimes <laughs> it takes longer than it should. Sometimes it's, you know, uh Betty White or uh Adam Sandler doing it later in their careers. Um and uh, yeah, sometimes it takes seeing a whole lot of your your peers from your own era do it before you. And uh yeah, I just it didn't feel like like anything other than just a good SNL outing. I don't feel like I was witnessing anything historical. Um, uh, it, it was certainly full of nostalgia and member berries and made me, you know, think of some great moments from the history of the show. Uh, this will stand on its own as, as a, you know, a great episode. And uh, yeah, I, I just can't talk myself into giving it any higher.
0: I, I can see why there would be a, a feeling to go towards classic. Cause there's a, a lot of the ingredients are here, right? Like, uh, you know, kind of underdog, former cast member. That's like beloved, uh, brought back some classic sketches, brought some cameos with him, like good, really good performances from our new team. Um, but ultimately I don't, I don't, in my opinion, it didn't get there. I think one reason why is there just, there weren't that many sketches. Like I feel like, and I haven't actually done the math to say this is factual, but it did seem like there were like less sketches in this episode than there normally are. Um, perhaps because a few of these were longer. Weekend Update was really long. Um, but like, I think what, everything we did get was good. Um, there wasn't really anything that I hated. Weekend Update was strong. Like, all three characters were great. The monologue was probably my favorite of the season. Um, so this was all, it was all good stuff. It, I'm gonna give it a great, but I, I, I don't think it quite got to classic for me. Um, Charlotte, where are you gonna go? All at? right. I think, <laughs> now I think that we've I... beaten you down. No, but I do. I think
2: you all raised really good points. And I think about like re- the rewatch factor. And I think about all of the factors that you both brought up. And I would agree. I think it's closer to great than classic. Yeah, and we raised really good some points. some classic yeah. sketches, but not an overall classic. Yeah.
0: <laughs> there we go. There we have it. Really great episode. Fabulous to see Will Forte back. Great to see MacGruber. Fun seeing Kristen. All good stuff. And great seeing you all. Thank you all for being here, um, Charlotte. I'm so I'm so glad you came because I haven't gotten to see you in a while. You're in Florida. Tell the people what you're doing in Florida.
2: Thanks, Catherine. I'm so happy to be here. Um, I know I sort of elbowed my way in, and I was so happy to talk about Will Forte. And yes, I'm down in Florida. I'm directing God of Carnage, the play by Yasmina Reza, translated by Christopher Hampton. And if any of you, any of you listeners are down in South Florida and want to come check it out, we open February 4th through February 13th at Lake Worth Playhouse, which is sort of near Delray, Palm Beach, anywhere in sort of Palm Beach County, Broward County area. Um, you're in driving distance. So would love to catch you there. Um, you can visit lakeworthplayhouse.org to get tickets. Thank you. Ooh. And also...
0: Woo. And Catherine will also mention
2: our sketch show coming up.
0: (laughs) Yeah. We got uh, the sketch team I direct at the Laugh Index Theater starring Charlotte as a writer and performer. We have a show on Wednesday at 8. You can catch it on the Laugh Index Theater YouTube page or head to litcomedy.com. It's going to be a good one. I'm really, really excited about it. And Ryan, it was so lovely to meet you. It was so great to have you here. I think you... Had wonderful, great insights on things. I think you did a great job. You can come back any, any time, and um, tell the people where to find you. Oh, what do you have going on?
3: Uh, first, of all, I want to say thank you so much for having me. You guys are all wonderful, and this was super, super fun. I love SNL, and I love—I'm a big comedy nerd, and I just love talking about comedy. So this is really great. <laughs> I—you uh, can uh, follow me at Miley Cyrus. Uh, that's my <laughs> handle, and you will find all of my upcoming shows there. Uh, and uh, big arena tour are coming peach- up. DM me for a great peach cobbler recipe uh, <laughs> that I may offer you uh, no I, I, at the Ryan Dillon and everything if you google Ryan Dillon comedy you'll find stuff but uh, if you go to my Instagram you'll see like I post like video I'm going to be posting a lot of stand up clips from a tour I just did that I'm editing right now and I got, I'm working on another album so Ryan Dillon comedian just if you want to follow me you'll follow me on Twitter and you'll find it there And uh, or don't live your best life Who gives? we're all going to die in 100 years do whatever you want whatever yeah
1: <laughs>
0: Wow, what a great plug. You you can tell how Ryan (laughs) feels about himself and takes it so seriously. All right. Well, this was a fun one, but that is a wrap. Thanks to Ryan Dillon, Charlotte Otrimba, and Steve Finn. And thanks as well to our most generous patrons, Sam Bowers, Neil Weinstein, Justin Gardner, Grace Kogan, and Brian Clark. If you're enjoying our show, please subscribe on YouTube or wherever better podcasts can be found. Your subscription helps us grow. And your support is greatly appreciated. We'll be back in one week when SNL returns with host Willem Dafoe and musical guest Katy Perry. But until then, this has been episode number 152 of the Saturday Night Live After Party Podcast. I'm Katherine Coleman. That's my story. I'm